0: Okay, so we'll uh, start the session. Uh, so, good evening, everyone. Uh, firstly, I would like to thank all the participants for joining in today, taking the time out from the busy weekends and joining in. So, thank you so much. Uh, well, it's a very special day uh, because we have with us uh, Mr. Samir Arora today. Uh, uh, Samir first of all, uh, uh, I would like to thank you for accepting our re- uh, request and agreeing to come on the show. Uh, well I? You know, at AIF and PMS Experts India, we keep organizing these knowledge based sessions. And we, we got a lot of requests from a lot of our investors, and they wanted you to come on our show called Ask the Expert and share your valuable insights. So, once again, thank you so much. and Thank you for thank accepting you. the request. Yeah. So, uh, let me have the privilege of introducing Samirji uh, for those who may be hearing him for the first time. So, he's the founder and fund manager at Helios Capital. Uh, in fact, uh, they've recently started their portfolio management services in India as well. Uh, it's been about one and a half years now, as we speak. Uh, so, Samir ji uh, doesn't need any kind of introduction. He's got more than twenty-five years of experience. He's from IIT Delhi. He's, he's completed his MBA from IIM Kolkata. He's also did his MBA from uh, uh, Wharton School of University uh, in finance. So, so he brings about twenty-five years of experience, and before. Uh, working with Helios and uh, he used to work for Alliance Capital as a chief investment officer. And during his stint, he's got about more than 15 awards for delivering the, you know, deliverables in the hand of investors. And uh, uh, and w- one of the, uh, you know, remarkable achievement was then when SP you know, ranked him as AAA uh, fund manager and given him, rewarded him with uh, a lot of respect. So, so that was one thing which is, uh, you know, a remarkable achievement, I would say, in his 25 years of career. And, We've got an opportunity to hear him a lot in various forums and today we are grateful to have him on our show called Ask the Expert. So, we'll be speaking to him. Uh, so, Samiji, uh, today, tomorrow is our 75th Independence Day. So, let me start by asking you my first question. Uh, you know, in last 75 years, you have seen India growing and you've spent twenty. 26- years. No, I have not
1: seen. I have seen only for 59 years. Yeah. <laughs> 75.
0: Yeah. I'm old, but not that old. So, so in the sense that you've been investing in equity markets for over 26 years and you know, post-independence, we saw till about 1990, we saw industrialization happening and then from 1991, UPA1 came into picture, opened up the economy by Dr. Manmohan Singh and then IT surveys, all that started contributing. So, if I have to ask you my first question, uh, where do you see our economy uh, stand as we speak today in the last 75 years and where are we headed according to you?
1: So, you know, I have thank you very much, by the way, for hosting me. So, I have been involved with the market uh, formally in a job sense three weeks before Indian reform started. So, I joined Alliance Capital in June 1991. And the Indian reform started in July 1991 with Dr. Manmohan Singh's speech. And so, now when I talk about India, I would say there have been three phases. The first phase was this phase where the government basically did things like reducing taxes, allowing foreign investors into the market and opening all these sectors that were close to private companies and were run by state-owned companies. So like mutual fund business, banking business, insurance business, later on telecom, so media. So in those days, big money was made by us by going into sectors where private companies were allowed and state-owned companies were the defenders. And so that phase, you can say globalization, and reduction of tariffs. So if you avoided all the businesses where tariffs were to be reduced, and it was known because these tariffs were starting at 100% and were supposed to go to 10% over some 10 years. The second phase, which started in, you can say, 2003, 4, 5, was more to do with things like that, you know, further reduction in taxes, but more than that, that we will try and have right to information and in theory, less corruption, although that didn't work out in that uh, second phase, or, I mean, second UP or whatever. But in general, it was more to do with quality of life of people. But in the first phase and even in the second phase, the real thing that the government did was to say, we will not do these things, now you do them. So we will not Uh, run telecom, you run them, or we will not run, make a road, you can make a road, or you can make a toll road and stuff like that. But there was no change for, say, the 60-70% of the rest of India, which was not, there was nobody saying, I will put more in irrigation. I will put more in making your plants, uh, your agriculture more stable, or for you to get some insurance or whatever. So in the third phase now, Things have gone on that, in that direction. That let us make the strength of the average Indian a little stronger. That his medical expenses are met. That his, you know, if a crop failure happens, he doesn't blow up. That his uh, benefits are given to him in a, whatever DBT form and stuff like that. So, from a stock market point of view, the real money was made in the first and second phase. Now it is strengthening maybe the overall economy, but from a stock market point of view or from a private sector point of view, it is not necessarily great if you do lots of reforms for the stock market. For example, if there are 10 banks and you now say we are giving 20 more licenses, it looks like reform, but it hurts those 10 banks. And in the end, there are 20 banks operating and therefore everybody makes less money in the same pie. So it has become tougher again and again. But in general, this is the the, uh, natural next step for an economy that you must do things which are to do with average janta also doing better, not just that in a city, now you can go to a multiplex mall or your mall has been made Because those were the first two rounds of uh, liberalization when we did not have uh, like we had to wait for a telephone or there was one mall in Delhi called the uh, air conditioned market or whatever. So those things are you're basically allowing private sector to come in. The real reform is now to privatize some airline to sell off some state-owned companies, to sell off loss-making companies or even profit-making companies. But this is a tough one from that point of view of the economy. Actually, what has been done so far relatively has been an easy thing. Because you've just said, okay, please come and do it. And you just gave them a license or basically allowed them to do things. Now you have to change Long held uh, this thing, uh, problems, and long, you know, it's much tougher now because easy things have been done. So I would think India is good, but it is not oh, it is the best thing ever. Uh, it, is, it has to do this for a long time and then people will see uh, impact in their lives
0: what uh, submiti uh, mujhe yaad hai ek samay tha india was called as sone ki and then everything went uh, wo to khali
1: ab ad mein tha woh company bankrupt ho chuki hai us company ka naam fortune pay apna ikona apna pantaloons walon ka ye ad tha <laughs> bankrupt ho gaya bichara soch <laughs> no, no but of course see india ki advantage ye hai ki india mein catch uh, up uh, growth bahut potential hai that is, a, that is the one which is how we should treat it. That India is at a stage where other countries were 10, 20 years ago and that natural catching up has to happen. Usme koi confusion hi hai. I only say to invest in the market, we don't have to be super, 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 super bullish. It is enough to be bullish. But story the story. We will we'll be there because we are not going to any other market to invest. But I'm saying we don't need hyper story to say that India is a very good market. And of course, a good country, but good country we have to change so many lives, so many people have to be carried along. So that is the tough part for any government or anybody to do so easily in a short period of time.
0: So, i remember our uh, uh, piyush goel ji uh, categorically mentioned at one point of time that india has the potential to become 10 trillion dollar economy so I
1: mean, absolutely it has only yeah, question yeah, is time is Deh, it aqa. Aqa
0: Deh,
1: aise to main kehta hu ki ji hamara bse sensex 250000 ho jayega kisi 250,000 250000 hoga 10 trillion ho because aap assume karo, say, 8% per annum let's say so eight percent per annum main, uh, uh, ten years uh, nine. Maybe two, two point one times, two point two times. So three to seven point se five, seven point three. Ten so it all depends on time that you are assuming it'll take. So uh, one day it will reach ten trillion because every year we will grow at least six, seven in bad times, and maybe eight, nine in good times. Uh, so that doesn't mean much. We have to reasonable hum expectation kar rahe hai, which is, say, 8, let's say.
0: 8 is one, including inflation?
1: 8 is in dollar terms or in uh, constant care, distinct terms. Correct, correct. Not in nominal terms. But when you're 10 trillion, bhi bol rahe ho, so, you divide dollars, you rupees. Yes, yes. You are not doing 10 trillion into whatever number of rupees. Correct, correct. So, yes. 12, 13 cent you multiply. Correct,
0: correct. So,
1: eight is... we, are, we are taking 8 ish, which is a more real uh, this thing, uh, net of inflation or in dollar terms. So, 10 trillion will reach uh, one day for sure.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, what is your house view about equity? So I keep getting this uh, feedback from the you know, next three years. Looks extremely good. Next five years. $1 yeah, $1, yeah, $1, yeah. $1, so $1. the thing
1: is, I have been doing it for 25 years, but the market has been doing it for hundreds of years in the world. So there are many books. One book I have, please don't buy it because it's not really a book. It is more a, a, a like a professor's data. It's called The Triumph of the Optimist so UK and London Business School ke professors are, basically they were able to collect for 16 countries 100 years of data of equity market. And then US, because it exists for longer, they have been able to get 200 years of data. Now in all these countries, in a decade at a time, if they had so every, uh, this thing, the average equity market beat the fixed income Long-term bond, which is 10-year bond, by around 6% per annum. But ye, yeah, sal to sal but annualized. If you take whole hundred years or you take 10-10 years and take average so you you patch, you know, it went up for 30 years and then it didn't go up for 40 years, kind of thing. It broadly beats India ka return around market around 15% per annum in rupee terms which is more or less the same you have 6-7% interest 5-6%-7% uh, equity risk premium so in any normal slightly longer term you should expect for the index to get 14-15% that is why Ramdev Agarwal ji present ki how the index will go to 2 lakh. It is very natural. They reverse calculate 15% per annum compounding. And 15% is our history. It also is in line with this uh, interest rate plus uh, equity risk premium. It is also in line with nominal uh, GDP growth. Which will be in nominal terms if you say GDP growth 8-8.5% is percent 5 percent inflation is 13% Corporate earnings are a little bit more than GDP because the corporate sector is a little better than the overall GDP because GDP is 20 odd percent, uh, 15 percent agriculture, government spending. So, the corporate sector, because it can also pull growth from exports and outside and you know, whatever, so it's not year to year. But let me 7% extra mission so But another one.
0: subsequent question. If you look at last five, six years, particularly last three, four years, earnings are not growing. Only ना? markets are doing. So so what no, is... actually they are not. Actually, you know, Laktagi
1: markets are doing. If you look at 2,000, 14 से करते हैं, 2014 was a good year. 15. So 2015 me market was I think down three, four percent if I remember. 2016 it was zero. 2017 it was up some 35-40 percent. 2018 it was down three-five percent. 2019 it was around 10 percent. 2020 may it is around 20 percent full year, not a one year ago, something. But calendar year the 20%. And 21 may year to date, so maybe 18-20%. So in the end, 14% because of two, three bad years: 15, 16, and uh, 18. When it was zero to negative. But a 35%, 38, 40% which is uh, 17. So although I agree with you and everybody says that earnings growth is not actually earnings growth is coming. What has happened is what Tata Steel doesn't suddenly Tata Motor does have chunks that when they make money or they lose money, they change our entire EPS of the market or the index. But if you look, if you leave out 10, 15 stocks from the top, and you leave out 10 stocks from the bottom in a 100 stock universe aapke 70 stocks ki theek growth aayi hai 10 15% aayi hogi pakka sare consumer walon ki hai. sare software walon ki 10 15% to eps growth pharma walon ki Ab, uh, banks ki come. mostly i mean not the psu banks again i am saying you could have chosen 65 70 stocks out of 100 and you got 15% return all the bi stocks jo hai with violent have. in terms of suddenly you know from going from losses to profits or profits to losses to lagta hai corporate earnings nahi yeah, hai corporate earnings aayi hai jiski aayi thi ab jiski nahi hai usko hum kya kare acha yeah,
0: acha so
1: don't look at it as an aggregate number aggregate number tata steel hi pura change kar dete hai sector earnings ko so aajkal because tata steel and all the steel guys are doing well actually our earnings are coming but the earnings in ka multiple chhe, company ka multiple hota 6 company ka multiple hota 30 so in theory is earning the market pe uh, impact in that sense because you know these are low multiple earnings and the so system, system, they come
0: all the time stocks nobody is growing no, no, no. of course no, no. they have been growing yeah okay understood so now coming back to different style of investment, Samirji. so, you know, we keep getting, uh, we keep interacting with a lot of fund managers. Some fund managers, they follow value investing, some follow growth, some looks at contrarian View, some are dark. So what do you think, which one? So is That biggest?
1: is my, that is the presentation I am going to make today. But before I make that presentation, I have two lines. Now we are हमारे क्लासमेट भी हैं जो भी आईआईटी में चलेगा में चले गए स्कूल चले गए अब वो आके मुझे बोले कि जी मैं ग्लोबल फंड मैनेज करता हूं तो मैं जी 40 कंट्रीज में इन्वेस्ट करता हूं 12 यूरोप में 10 एशिया में और मैं यूएस में और फिर मैं लैटिन अमेरिका में और हम कहिए कि हम इंडिया में इन्वेस्ट करते हैं और उसमें भी हमारी गार करने की करने 1% ऑफ the को one bhi hai, actually index mein 0.8 world index mein. aur lazy ho ki bhai same time pe state bank HDFC bank dono le meri theory ke se, ya value chalna ya growth chalna formula is a formula, it's a storytelling formula, and I will show you my performance for the last 25 years after this, and also the formula that we have. Micro because what happens with that is, that you keep waiting for that trend to catch. So if I say that value, now suddenly in the world we value stocks are not going fund manager is waiting on cyclical stocks. shock why can't i at the same time say one stock I am buying because it is very high quality and one stock because it is very poor quality but very cheap isme kya conflict every stock has to be justified on its own This isme ye story hai ji isme story hai ye high pe stock hai lekin inki growth badi achhi hoti hai aur hum kahe ha ji hoti to hai aur ho bhi rahi hai aur dusra bole ki ye stock jo hai ye abhi break up hone wala hai kyunki ye itna cheap ho Break up fair to us. and that is the formula which I will show you. There is no such formula we one, one, one market invest
0: invest 1% of the market so ji, you were voted i remember you were voted as the astute equity investor in singapore it was number one in terms of not
1: astute most astute
0: <laughs> most <laughs> astute so so what i wanted to know what was the reason for you to not to start your pms or mutual fund business in india uh, those...
1: what a goof up i did because i used to think ki, eh, eh, we should raise money from outside and invest it in india so we continued with that and then we tied up with ICICI, Prudential Asset Management which happens to be the third largest mutual fund company of India and has only 10 times the number of analysts we have. So we became their advisor for one of the funds and that fund did very well. I'll show you that performance also. But what happened is that they became too big. So they also lost interest in marketing a fund in which they were only 50% partners. And we also thought that yeah, we are advising them they'll raise the money and then we continued. Then finally we decided that All we have to do is take in that ourselves." So that is what we are doing now. So basically it was our foolishness. We should have grasped the fact that India is not only a place to invest money, but that you can raise and invest. That's the big, big difference in thinking, nothing more complicated than that. So, you've also so that have... is where now we've been applied for a mutual fund license because once you get bullish on that part, you say,
0: then bloody, let's go the whole way. Otherwise, we're foreigners in India. Yeah. So, but when you look at India, I mean, you're based out of Singapore, and you when you take a bird view, what is the kind of sense because overall we don't, as you rightly said, don't even contribute one percent
1: in terms of the market cap overall? That is for the world at that for world level, yeah.
0: yeah. World level, so so no, how but
1: do... okay, what the world level over the chemical year because there are fund managers who have been given money to invest in Asia, there are fund managers who have been given money to invest in uh emerging markets, to so, India ka wait a chair India emerging markets make the 10 11 percent, okay, and uh. Usme India, mostly people overweight. Like when I used to invest in Asia, I used to have 15% in India instead of 10. Usme said 8% without the weight, and maybe we were 14, 15%. So uh, that way there is enough uh, activity, business, growth, opportunity. I was just saying in the context of just exaggerating by saying, market लग लग point but even that I'll show you the whole strategy. Uh, but otherwise, India is right now is very hot. Everybody likes India. India will China also yeah, yeah. China, China's yeah. weightage in, the, in these indices will be around after the fall. The fall Around three point, I think got thirty-three percent weight. our Hamara is 10, 1. So three times abit. And they don't seem to be giving up. They are not trying to hold the hand of the market. Ki chalo, chalo, ho gaya and now we'll be good guys. They are saying nee, nah, abhi saal every day they are coming out with new and new restrictions, which are not restrictions, but these are comments made by their uh, you know, unka paper whoever everybody believes so they say gaming weekend evening kind of thing then they say mortgage that if anybody posts anything uh, on social media which is obscene or anti national or here uh, social media companies are panic so basically they are going after everybody so if they are going after everybody, the guy who's invested in that market, kuch darega, 10-15% bhi darega, wo China ma joo ndal raha hai, wo suddenly us ko agar hai, India type He will then not put it in, okay, I don't want China and I want US, I think, who knows, who knows. But India will definitely benefit from slightly less interest in China and and quite a bit of frustration in China. So it in anyway India was being liked. So it is not ki India bhi aapko tha, China You were anywhere liking India, so you can, it's easier to say, you know, add another few percent here from there. Because whoever is managing emerging market money, he has to invest it within emerging market. Yes. And he will not go to his client to say, I don't like China. China was one-third of the index. Please take this money back. Okay, then maybe India is around. Don't worry. There is a passive upper so So part of the it part of the thing. You have given money, don't worry. I have found better things somewhere else, and that's somewhere else. Quite a large part of that will be India, according to me. Because that is the most closest in terms of how people would look at um. Uh, these markets. So India is quite good, very good in these things. Yeah.
0: So Samiji, we got a lot of requests from investors. They would like to know how is your India team's position when they are managing PMS. How many of them are there now? And what's yeah, like- yeah. So
1: let me because you know I thought that we have told them that we will tell them what is Helios philosophy and all because my philosophy uh-huh. is not the philosophy of this. Uh, of the of the country fund managers. So let me explain that and that team will also come, but in a big picture sense, so we have now 22 employees, seven in Singapore and 15 in India. So pre the launch of this fund, we were all basically, uh, then also we had about 10 guys in India. Now we have 15 because we need sales people now. So we were all working towards our offshore fund. And our offshore fund, we have a long short fund, which is a bit good, which I will show you. It's a bit different. And my returns are a bit different from, yeah, from anybody in India, I would show you. So that was that, the team is the same, hai, except that you have the fund managers in India. But basically, you're choosing the same stocks. And the one vehicle, which is the PMS, is getting the long only stocks. And in the offshore fund, we get the long plus we short. But otherwise, the team is the same. And of course, more people are being hired as we go because now we are stepping up our bet on India. So it's one team in that sense.
0: So there is nothing called Helios way of investing or there is no framework in which you operate. There is
1: a Helios way of investing. That is of investing which I have come to present to you right now. So if you let me now, I will present that and it will blow your mind off. So I will do that whenever you say which is the Helios way. So should I start on that? Okay, great. Okay, thanks, thanks, thanks. Because otherwise the whole thing was key. Let me present that, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. So because I, I, a lot of investors who are keen to know how do you manage? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it's a bit different, also. I am very proud to show it because it challenges each and everything that anybody in India believes in. Because what they believe in is not as good as what we believe in. Let me show you. अच्छा who can share? Uh, can you please? I have to give. Uh, oh, okay. Now I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, now I think it'll come. Yeah, yeah, it come now. Correct. correct. Okay, Ji. So this okay. So basically, I've come to talk about the investment philosophy and strategy of Helios as what I have developed over the last twenty-five years, in which the few years of alliance was taken in figuring out what do we believe in, and then it's been running for at least twenty years. So, but before I start on the uh, philosophy and how it is different, I must first show you results of that philosophy so that everybody takes it seriously. I have taken this concept from, you know, like Ramdev Agarwal presents how he went from so many crores to so many crores. And then he draws conclusions on how, what worked for him. And for me, what worked? I'll show you. So big picture first. So these are all the funds that I managed at um, Alliance and Helios. Uh, These are all, Uh, equity fund, except the bottom one, which was Alliance 95, and the Helios strategic fund is in dollars. The fund on the right that Helios India Alpha is in dollars. So in all of them, first of all, big picture, you can see big difference between the index and us. Uh, So Alliance tax relief during that period, market was of 52%, Europe 997%. Market, that means was, one became 1.5, we became 11. Same thing with Alliance equity, Same thing in Helios strategic and all, except that this is in dollar. So just to dramatize this for you, I put it as one performance and then I'll come to my philosophy. So here what we've done is, as if I was running one fund throughout. So I have taken the uh, Alliance longest uh, equity fund and then taken the Helios fund and converted it to rupees because the Helios fund is in dollars where the Alliance funds were in rupees. And for the period between Alliance and Helios, I have taken as if I had index performance. I'll also show you what was the strategy performance in terms of what was the Alliance funds performance after I left Alliance. Because this is not so much my track record, this is also as much the track record of this strategy or philosophy, which I'll explain. But here I've taken just index, for the period when I was not either at Alliance or at Helios. So during my time, the market is up 23 times. And my and in this, there is no other assumption. There is no bad testing. There is no this new PMS formula that I bought Asian paints today. But if I had bought it 20 years ago, my return would have been this. No, 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 this is all actual. Only thing is dollar converted to rupee. So it is up 333 times. Okay, but then to compete with these guys who say prop money, or how much have you been able to extract from the market? Because 333 times has been made in a fund or two funds, where there is a big uh, expense ratio for 25 years. So forget about what is my fee. We want to first see to you, because the guys listening are all individuals, what they can extract from the market or what Mr. Junjunwala extracted or what Ramdev Agarwal extracted who are not paying a fee to anybody. So all we've done is added 2% to each of the 25 years on a monthly basis, so two by 12, because there's a compounding of that. So from the market, pre any fee, the NAV would be up 530. That means if I or somebody was following this strategy on a prop basis, it was up 536 times while the market is up 23 times. And to put it in perspective, oh, sorry, this was the Alliance day. So during the period when I was not there, the uh, NA market was up 102.9 as we showed. Our NAV was up. Our means it was not mine. I had already left Alliance. But the strategy was hopefully similar or 90% similar. The fund, even after left, massively outperformed the market. It was up 198%. So just to dramatize means here, if you were to say not me, but the strategy, and instead of 102% between July 2003 and July 2005, I was to make it 198. It is seven, 800%. So that is the story I'll tell you. But the first is just to put it in perspective. That this has been the return of the stocks over this period of some of the stocks, there are many other stocks. But the point is, even the best stocks are not of 5, 600 times. And how is it that a fund, or two funds but basically, as I said, laid back to back, how can a fund be of 500 times when the underlying constituents are not of 500 times? And we, are, uh, we say we are diversified. We don't let a stock go up beyond 10%. At seven and a half percent, we don't buy. We hold 35 stocks, and we didn't have any pitelite nearly all of this time. But we and Vipro also we didn't really have, but others we may have had at various times. But the point is, all these stocks. Why is it that we act arrogant that oh, we have seen these multi-baggers? Because our fund has been a bigger multi-bagger. That is a story I want to share with the world as my. Independence Day contribution to the Indian market. So the question number one is how would you have chosen stock? The tougher part is, it is very easy to say, sorry, it is very easy to say that, you know, you today analyze an HDFC bank and say, Oh, HDFC bank has been great for 25 years, I would have bought it in 1996. And I would have been a hero. So Kotech Bank, Kotec Bank, we are comparing it from 1996, but in 1996, Kotec Bank was not a bank. Kotec Bank was a broker. It became a bank in 2003. But then people come and tell us that this formula that we have today of finding management, finding corporate governance, finding um, allocation of capital. If I had done this, we would have found Kotec Bank. Sorry, you wouldn't have found because it was not a bank also. And in 2003, when it became a bank, and you say that I look at 10 year history, so I know quality of management and all that, that means till 2013, you could not have bought Kodak Bank. So you would not have made 500 times. This has to be built in. The other thing is stocks were already very good. How would you choose? So look here, this what I've done, I have taken, uh, I got old reports from uh, Motilal, because I needed some old broker reports. For this point, that look at Nestle. This report is from Motilal, and this was dated twenty-five-three, 1999 Okay, and the same analyst in Motilal wrote a report on levers on twenty-one-one, 1999 How would you have chosen one over the other? You have to think of these things before you come to the philosophy. It is very easy to say, "Oh, you should buy Nestle," but In live in 99, how would you have chosen Nestle over Lever? Please see. They look nearly the same. Now you look at the performance of these stocks. This is for the next five years, but I just saw it till today. Till today, Lever from this day has underperformed the market, which is some 18 times and Nestle is up 48 times. How in 1999 would you have chosen Nestle over Lever, just like how you would have in 1996 chosen Kotak Bank, you wouldn't have chosen. So don't tell us what is the wealth generation from Kotak Bank in 25 years, because all the formulas that you want to apply today, you could not have applied that day on that investment. So I found another one because this is one of our other ones. And this many people made a lot of money, uh, which was Aishar. Okay, so this I just searched on the net because I knew this report was there. So this report is dated October 19, 2008. Uh, we bought Aishar in, nine, uh, in 2009 and went up some 50, 60 times. But please see this report and see what is the interesting thing here. This avail- is available on the net, all you have to do is type Aishar, Motor Reports, Sanjay Bakshi, Professor, whatever. He says that we get cash and this and that and a motorcycle business minor. It is his word, I have not made it. The only thing that has worked in this period is the motorcycle. And in 2009, motorcycle was not discussed. We went and met the management for one hour, two, three times, and we didn't even ask them, hello, we have a motorcycle business, what happened? Nobody was interested and here is a confirmation in writing how do you incorporate that that should be the strategy strategy not to say I buy by high ROE or high roc or whatever so now let me start because the whole point is nobody knows anything about anything beyond a point what we are buying are options of businesses not businesses because nobody knows how that business will do nobody knows in 2000 and uh, uh, when was it 11 we bought bajaj finance nobody knows even the, Mr. Jain does not know that he is such a big hero. Nobody knows. That is the whole story. So let me start with the assumption that nobody knows anything because that is the way of making. So, anyway, so we say there are four ways, not four ways, there are four pillars in building a portfolio. And this whole world concentrates on only the first which talks to buy, which talks to buy, which talks to buy, which talks to buy is maybe 80% of the job but it is not 100% of the job. Because you need consistency across years for different people to also have good experience because ultimately this product, all this thing has not been my prop money. We all have been funds that we have been managing and we may have had our own money in it, but it was not a prop fund that we were running. So, for example, if somebody tells me that this stock is very good, it is deeply undervalued and in 10 years you should make a lot of money. I cannot buy it in my fund if I really believed it. First of all, I don't believe any of these because I don't believe anybody knows anything about anything anyway. But if you believe that, it is not enough for me as a fund manager to say that from year one to 10, I have outperformed. But between year one and eight, I underperformed. But in ninth year, I made so much money because investors were coming in every year, going out every year. And maybe the guy who comes in year eight and will feel that I'm a hero but I want everybody to have a pleasant experience. So that is one part. Second is, it is not enough to say, I buy stocks, whichever stock you know uh, satisfies us, we buy it. We must have an idea of how many stocks to own at a time and why. And either is it enough to say that because Warren Buffett said that 10 stocks should be owned, we should have 10 stocks. I hope you've demonstrated because we have never owned less than 35, 40 stocks. That nobody, not including the big billionaire investors of our country, have made 535 times. I can show you at least pre cost. So I explain why. Then, what is the time horizon for which you are choosing the stock? Now, how is it conceptually that if there were not uh, even 20 stocks that went up four, 500 times, how does a fund go up four, 500 times? Is because in between stocks went up 50 times and in the end are up 10 times, or they went up 200 times. And then in the end, when you count point to point, they're up some 15, 20 times, for example, Z. So Z, I just checked that Z from 96 to today is up 62 times. There is, I have made 100 times in it from 97 December to 2000 March. But in the overall frame of things, it has disappeared from these high performing stocks. In fact, the most interesting is Unitech. So Unitech went from 2003 December to 2007 December 550 times. Actually, we made five times out of that 550. But that five times gets lost. If you say over 20 years, only 10 companies have made money because in between it went up 550 times. And we were not speculating when we bought a little bit of Unitech. I'll come to that. The point is, it was fair for a 2% bet at that time. It is not that we knew that in 2016, this guy will go to jail and in 17, it will be zero, but I still want to take pangas and I still want to buy, no. So this idea that 20 year, I will look, 20 year, I will look. I will tell you another one. Aban Lloyd, from 2003 to 2007, went up 55 times. It started at zero, it has ended at zero, but we made some four times out of it. While it was up 55 times, because we bought it a little late, or and we sold it a little late, or we sold it a little early. But when you look at it over 20 years and say, "Oh, which businesses have made money?" What do you say? What do you say to General Electric? It has now gone, but the jaguars became a billionaire. But we are not buying, and nobody is buying a stock saying, "I am buying this stock knowing that in 20 years it'll not be surviving." oh, it was worthy of a small bet at that time. That is the story I have. So we say that what, is the, what are the factors that are associated with a well-performing stock? The factors normally, if you write down these, will be the factors. You will say it should have a good history. It should have a good theme. It should have an industry which is not very competitive. There should be good corporate governance. The accounting should be good the growth should be good, valuation should be good, results should be good, except that you will never get all of them together. This is theory to be told, so that when you ask a fund manager, how did you get all of these? He'll say, you know, in 2008, September, when everything was bad and the valuation was also bad, but I knew the company is very good, see, I bought it. Or they will say in March, 2020, when we were speculating, That even if we die, it's okay. But if we don't die, we'll make a lot of money. Everything was good. But rest of the one out of the 100 months, 98 months are where these things don't work together. If something is very good, it'll be very expensive. If something has a bad history, it'll be very cheap. And so generally, you'll have to do trade-off. But the point is, we don't know what is good. I will explain on management and what is good. Nobody knows. Today, you see Mr. Dasari Rao resigning. So is the management of Aisha? So there is no management? Or now suddenly management is Sadaat Is the management of some Mahindra group the management of Mr. Mahindra? Then nobody would buy. Or is it the management of the tech company? Because in Nestle, we will say that a guy who comes from outside for three years is management. Because previous guy was a Swiss guy who never bothered about India. He was taking it as a posting. Some guy takes it as a career. Some guy takes it as his way to shine. Nobody knows these things ahead of time. What is motivating them, driving them? Is he here as part of his going up the ladder, whatever? But anyway, so these are the eight factors. So we say we don't know what is good. But first, let us make sure that we don't buy the bad. So we don't know whether 30p is good or 35p is good. But we know that 80p is bad we don't know whether every line of accounting has to be met or not. Because somebody may say, my foreign exchange currency uh, debt, I am not taking it. I mean, they don't say it, but we say it. So they will not count the cost of that because they will count it in dollar interest, whereas the depreciation causes them loss. And uh, therefore it is, in a sense, misrepresenting of uh, accounts. But do you say that I will never buy a company because it is not having clean accounting? Or will I only count some super bad cases of accounting as my examples? Because in all of this, there are trade-offs. If I say management is good, do I say management is good? Also, the board is good. Does it the board is good or the succession planning is good? Succession planning is good and ESG is good? We don't know. It will never end. But we know what is bad. So we say that an employee, if he steals money, he is bad. If an employee doesn't steal money, he's not good. He's not supposed to steal. What if an employee works hard and delivers on what he's supposed to deliver on? Is he good? Mr. Agrawal, you tell me. If an employee does exactly what you want him to do, is he good?
0: He's supposed to do that. Yeah.
1: No, 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 He may be doing outside. Let's say he goes beyond that, but he may still not be good because he harasses women. But if he harasses women, we don't need to know other things. He's bad. If he does not do his job, he's bad. Doesn't matter that he doesn't harass women. So the point is the bad can be done with one line. The good there is no end. And therefore we refuse to do so much work. We have never worked so much for this 550 times that this PMS is making us do by doing these things and explaining to the world because of the new way this world is working. The point is, bad is easy. And so one day I say that I'm going to do an ETF, where what I have to do when we get mutual fund, and I'm telling everybody they can do it, then I won't do it, it doesn't matter. You take these eight factors or maybe you bring one or two more factors. You start with the 100 stock universe, you reject only two companies on each factor, so you reject sixteen companies. Very easy to do. You take two companies and say bad theme. Bad theme could be uh, in today's context, it could be some uh, you know state-owned say state-owned banks other than state bank, let's say, or you could say some some industry where the uh, government policies are very much uh, you know interfering kind or something. Then you say two companies only I will not buy, which are very high P. I'm not saying that every high P company I will not buy, I will not buy two companies. I will not buy two companies which are really bad corporate history, which we all know about. And doesn't matter if they also do well, but I will only reject two. And I will reject only two companies where we clearly know that the, there are no medium term triggers in these days. Let's say auto, something. And you buy 85 companies, guaranteed every year you'll outperform the index. Because the point is, To do better than the index, you can either buy the good companies or you can reject the bad companies. And so we say reject as many as possible. And when you can't reject, which is normally 50%, you can reject. Then you say between the what is not rejected, what to do? Should I buy them, all of them, some of them, then you're able to find, you'll say three private sector banks or six private sector banks, you can't reject because they looked good on all of these. There is no need to say I will buy one. There is no need to say, which is what really pisses me when they say, why are you buying a third bank? Why couldn't you buy more of the second bank? Because we don't know which one is what. So let me give you some numbers. So this year, I mean, one year, rolling one year, in the United States, the market is up 35%. Okay. And Amazon is up 5%. And Google is up 60%. And Netflix is also up some 5-7%. And Microsoft, I think, is up 40%. And Facebook is also up some 34 percent How would you know last year, ki suddenly this year, one year, Amazon is not going to go up. Even today, people feel ki Amazon is going to go up. Look at India. Our fund is up some 85% in this period. And our number one holding, I think, is flat. No, actually, it's not flat. It's a flat this calendar year, HDFC Bank. So look at this year. HDFC Bank is like flat or up 5%. Kotak is down 5%. State Bank of India is up 60%. So this idea that you know exactly whose turn it is next, we don't believe. We say differentiate the good from the bad, then try and choose from the good if you can. And mostly it works out, but you don't know ahead of time whose turn it is next. And it has nothing to do with the quality. It has nothing to do with history. It has to do with the mood of that year. It has to do with the mood of that year that which stock will the market choose? And it is not that they are choosing cheaper stock, expensive stock. Once in a while that also is happening. Like these days you can say some under-owned stocks. So that's why I buy some of those also. Because under-ownership is not one of our factors. So quickly. So these are the themes that we like. Basically saying that if stocks don't fit the theme, we will uh, it'll not cross the theme hurdle but because we are old guys and because we have serious money of our own invested and because we are humble guys, we don't say that if a stock doesn't fit our theme, it has to be spit upon. So in the end, we have 15% or so of the funded stocks which don't fit our theme but they looked very good in themselves. For example, we say we buy only private companies and we say on the next page that we don't buy state-owned companies. We don't buy state-owned companies or avoid but currently State Bank of India is our second largest holding. I'll be showing that how we bought it. So the point is that broadly speaking, these themes have worked for us and we like them. And these themes, I'm not going to take you through this because I'll better answer questions, is uh, private sector financials, under penetrated urban consumer and tech pharma specialty chemicals. But that doesn't mean that, for example, we own Tata Steel also, and we own state bank and we say on the next slide that we don't buy commodities and we don't buy state owned companies what that means is normally we don't buy but the world is not waiting for my approval world is not waiting that i announce that these 10 companies are the best companies of india so the 11th company is to be spit upon and uh, uh, insulted in public no those 10 might be good companies but the world will look beyond that also and we have to listen to the world. So we have 10, 15% in stocks, we don't fit our theme as long as we, to remind everybody who are doing one country, who are more experienced than people doing 40 countries are allowed to also analyze a commodity company, even though generally we don't like them. That's what happened. So then quickly, so these are the other factors and the whole idea is to reject. Because rejection has higher conviction than acceptance. Because rejection you can do with a few factors and it's enough. Now the thing is, somebody may say that you might reject too many stocks out of your strongly held views. For example, we say we don't buy Tata Motor. And I will. we can come to that. But the point is, somebody will say, but then what if it goes up? We say it doesn't matter because a large number of companies do well each year it is again a, 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 a basically a warren buffett led mistake that very few companies create wealth they are the way they are looking at it is from point a to 30 years later as i was telling you And that is by definition, all the things that we hold today are also going to disappear some 30, 40 years later. But that doesn't mean that we will say because it may not exist in 27 years. The point is every year, every period, because of the way index is calculated, and our job number one is to beat the index a large number of companies because of arithmetic beat the index. Please ask questions on this later whenever whoever is not clear. So let's say there are 500 companies in the S&P 500. And we are saying let us say because actually there are 505 instruments. Uh, But it cannot be the case that 20 companies will beat the index and 480 will be beaten by the index. It is just not arithmetically possible. This is the data for the last 16 years. We always start this from 2005 because that is when we started Helios. So if you see here on average, some 230, 40 companies beat the index. So in theory to beat the index, if you had bought that 240th best performing stock, only one stock, which is the worst out of the 240 stocks, you would have beaten the index. But normally if you buy 20, 30 stocks, some of them will be, let us say below 250, but some of them will be above and that is your work. To say, is it in the top half or bottom half first? Don't have to go and say, is it the best company of India? Because who who know who? nobody knows which is the best company of India in terms of stock price. Because maybe it's discounted. But look at the performance of the 150th best stock. You shall every day touch everybody's feet if your entire portfolio was no better than the 150th best stock of the US market, because there will be only a few hundred hundreds percent better than the best fund manager there. Now look at India because it is so volatile. This is for uh, 300 companies. The 90th best stock, if you could buy, you would have been up 57 times. So this idea, but the point is you will not know. Like last year, we bought Dixon. How would anybody know that this stock is supposed to go up 300%? You're not supposed to know, and neither that fellow knows, nor you know, nor the market knows. But it went up because some stocks will suddenly go up a lot. And at the beginning of the period, you will not know. So the way to do that, according to us is this, that you should have two kinds of stocks. Now I'll do very quickly. Uh, One is stocks which offer high confidence, but as soon as they offer high confidence, the returns will become reasonable. These are the HDFC bank, Cotec bank, uh, uh, TCS, Infosys types, where the stock is well known. And it has well discovered, but you still believe that it has room and opportunity and good management and blah, blah, blah. So it will do better than the market by a few percent point, but you're not supposed to get re-rating again on these. These stocks are already re-rated. They are already rated. Now, if you can get the earnings, delightful. If you get more than earnings, slowly, slowly, it becomes uncomfortable. Initially, you will enjoy it. The second group is, again, we're on those eight factors. There was nothing negative. And on some factors, there was a positive. Like in uh, Dixon, it was a trigger that the government was Putting restrictions on Chinese, this thing, and increasing duties, so it'll help domestic, whatever. So you will buy 2% in those kind of companies, uh, different companies, some because they are suddenly doing badly and then doing well, or basically they have all the eight factors. Uh, maybe we should take some questions and please tell me the time. Otherwise, I'll stop
0: wherever you say. Yeah, so maybe we'll conclude the uh, presentation yeah. and then take the questions. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, correct. Because I'll have some of these slides, maybe one of Okay, so
0: let's start with the Q&A, whatever you take. Okay, okay, sure. So we'll start with Q&A now. Uh, so uh, please type in your question in Q&A box. Uh, so the first question is, need some insights on shorting strategy of uh, Helios?
1: No, shorting strategy is not part of the Indian uh, PMS. And for the offshore fund, we are not selling. So let's not waste our time right now. A little bit we have to do a selling of our fund also. But in general, we shot 20 stocks at all times. And each stock is only around 2%. So we are short 35-40% all time. And sometimes the objective is not so much to make money on the short, but to play the difference between the short and the long. So if we can make more money on the long, on those which are trying to be paired against these shorts, we are only playing for the difference, but that is a separate topic for another one hour.
0: Sure. The next question is, what's the minimum threshold of investment? So that is fifty lakhs, and is there a way retail investor can participate? Uh, no, the threshold. When
1: is- when we have mutual fund.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: If we have mutual fund, because who knows? You need sure. approval for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the machine-based trading? If it is secure, how does it? Explain the collapse. We
1: don't do it. We don't do it because we are too old-fashioned for that. But in general, my impression would be that a machine plus human might be better than machine only. And uh, if you see in uh, let's see the big guys, Blackstone, Fidelity, all these guys or even in India, HDFC, Mutual Fund, all these guys. They should have led this effort if it was really so good because they are Basically not, for me, for example, if I have no history or background in uh, machine-based trading or machine-based investing, it is more difficult for me to bring another guy and say, you do it, although I don't believe in it one bit. But for a company of you know, that size, so nobody has done it really to any scale other than this uh, high-frequency trading, which is a very different thing than uh, the investing thing that we have in mind. And the high-frequency trading thing you've done in India, God knows what the tax rate also on that would be. So they'll have to really do all these things which Sucheta Dalal wrote about to do really well. And we are traditional guys.
0: We don't know all these things. Uh, other interesting question is, do you advise people to take a PMS at this point of time where a broad-based rally is already seen and the market's breadth appears to be reducing?
1: So that is nothing to do with our PMS. That is, the question should be whether you should invest in the market or not. In general, whether you take PMS or mutual fund or anybody. So I would say that it doesn't seem to be a super bad time. And there are some, uh, this thing that, see, in the end, the market timing is the toughest part, whatever be anybody's history and track record. So I would say it's an okay time to invest and over time you shall made this much money sometimes if the timing is super bad then only you have to think that you know is it like a 2007 december kind of a period or somewhere where you can lose 25 30 percent that doesn't look likely to be but 10 percent up down to so who knows it can happen without us even realizing why it happened it's an okay time just like any other normal time and very rarely is it the best time possible and sell your house and invest, so it's like a normal good time. Or your objective is to beat other alternatives, which is fixed income, gold, etc. That normally equity market itself does quite handsomely and then some fund managers may beat it even more by beating the index. Sure.
0: So in your uh, India house view, what, which are the two, three sectors that you're very bullish on?
1: So I presented that. Then we are basically liking only three themes for longer term and some themes are more you know like we bought this tata steel and all but from a longer term big picture basis we like tech number one or number two and financials and we also like consumer but many of these consumer companies have become super expensive so we have bought some other like we own these food guys like jubilant and westlife and all those uh, but uh, The consumer staples are too expensive and in the other fund we are short some of them but otherwise long term big picture right now if you were to say uh, two themes it should be financials and uh,
0: software how about pharma
1: pharma is also good we have it but pharma in last few days has to be analyzed there is so much pressure on us pricing that each and every company is reporting uh, the same thing again and again and again so it take some time to can't suddenly next week all these things will go away plus there have not been many visits by the fta guys so there you no know, new approvals coming and you know everything is stuck because those us inspectors are not coming and all that so pharma we have quite a bit now like some 9 10% but you said two sectors so in those two we are not putting pharma Sure.
0: okay so uh, the other question is similar to the previous question He's asking that if i have 10 15 lakhs rupees can i invest with you guys the answer is no at this point of time as in when yeah, they have future know. fund license then we can correct. look at it but the minimum threshold limit for any pms is 50 lakhs
1: that so is
0: Correct, why do fund manager invest in 30 35 stocks how much diversification is actually good according to you
1: i just explained that actually according to us if you could even buy the 90th stock you would be so far ahead of the market, not that you know which is the 90th stock. The point being, you could have bought any of the 90 stocks and you would have done much better. So point being, since we don't know which is the 90th stock or best stocks, we are putting down our bets on the table. So my theory on that, actually I have a slide which we didn't read, this is my theory. Be the casino, not the gambler. What that means is that, why is it that the casino always wins? Because the casino has a small advantage over the gambler. So let me explain. So in a roulette, you know, where you got this ball moving around, you get 36 times your money. But actually, there are 38 numbers there. It looks as if there are 36 numbers, but there are 38 numbers. How? There is a zero and a double zero and then 36 numbers. So if you were to put a bet on all of those 38 numbers, you will pay the casino 30, he will pay you 36 so he'll keep two so he has that uh, there 30 believe anybody is one over 38 but you will get only 36 times your money so he has a small advantage now that small advantage means it does not mean that let us say we found a small uh, advantage a very small advantage over the market because of using these factor, uh, uh, factors with research and whatever experience, then we must put slightly more bets on the table. If you put one bet on the table, the market can win. I shot some stocks, suddenly that stock gets taken over then, what is the use of my research if I played a small bet, if I have a process, and our process we showed you was so good that even when I left and Alliance was in the process of being sold, It still beat the market by some 90% in uh, two years. Because the process has to be sound. So the process is to put 20, 30 bets on the table and then hope that some of them will work. It is ridiculous to say, because this stock worked for 30 years, it is supposed to work. I I don't have time to present, but I have all that here. Uh, So you put 30 bets, 35 bets, doesn't matter. Look at what Peter Lynch did. He would buy hundred stocks and he beat the market by 12% per annum for like 15 years. You look at all these hedge funds who report their quarterly statements. You look at the number of stocks they report. You look at how much uh, you type uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, I have it in one of these presentations. You can use, see on YouTube. You look at Dakel Jhunjhunwala. how many stocks did he buy to get Titan? He has made his money in five, six stocks major money, right? In Titan and Lupin and Chrysal and let's say some others. But you look at the number of stocks he's bought. 100. And then 10 worked very well. Some broke even, some he lost. But in the end, to choose or get those 10 stocks, he did not buy 10 stocks.
0: The next question is, please let us know how much allocation you do keep for a stock for which you have strong conviction.
1: Five, ten, or twenty? No, no. We just told you our biggest position. We don't buy above seven and a half, and we are not. We don't keep it above ten, and we have never, in at least in the Helios days of sixteen years, never reached a stock at ten. The idea once again, this is like reading the Ramayana and asking me who Sita or Ram. We say there is no such concept of high confidence. There is not even a category in our mind. We say. High confidence means reasonable return. Reasonable confidence means high return. There is no concept of high confidence, high return. There is no such concept.
0: Next question is have you started PMS in India? The answer is yes, Abdul. We've, yeah. They've already started PMS. Completely. So here
1: we can show you quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: These all these slides you're not being able to see. So next time we will do it on some other forum. Uh, Okay, so this is our thing. So we started in March and we are up, so see, we have a large number of STP investors. That means people who basically invest slowly but give us the money. So for the guys who are saying invest, uh, we are up 82% for the people who said take five months that brought down their return because in good days they were still in cash. But uh, normally when we compare we have to say where we could invest, what we chose to invest and not, uh, uh, if the guy said don't invest and gave us the money still. Uh, but even that guy is up 70% or whatever. And this month we are again up some 3% or something. So from March we are up some 85% right now.
0: Okay, other interesting question is if a PMS is an absolute return strategy like unique stocks that are consistent compounders. Then no, we- it is
1: not. There is no such word. These are all wrong words and storytelling. There is no such thing as consistent compounder. If you want, I can show you that because that is all in hindsight. I just showed you that if in 2000 you had to choose between Lever and Nestle, there's not a chance in hell you would have chosen Nestle. It turned out that Nestle is a compounder. In 2003, you could not have bought Kotec Bank because it had just become a bank and he was a broker. So if you say, like quality management, how do you know he's a quality banker? In HDFC Bank in 1995, which I own since then, uh, this fellow had come from uh, Citibank, Malaysia. So you can say he's great, but who would have thought it's something great because there was a GTB Bank and that guy was a well known banker. And we recently saw Yes Bank and that guy was a great banker in his previous job working for Rabo Bank and all that. So consistent compounder is only hindsight. And we are not interested in hindsight investing. So there is no such thing. Now start the question, please. What was the question again? How will the Helios give a return if
0: the index does not perform?
1: So if index does not perform, we will not perform uh, very differently. Normally, we are histories to beat it by 5-6%. But when index performs is more often than when index does not perform. And as I have already shown you 25 years of history, there's no point in my answering a question for somebody who may have seen one year history of somebody. There's no answer. This is the 25-year history. We have lived through Asian crisis, Russian crisis, global crisis. We have lived through attack on parliament, Kargil war, parliament which lasted 13 days when Vajpayee was there, parliament which uh, suddenly the market fell 17% in a day, Uh, We've had uh, UPA2, people have been arrested, billionaires arrested, uh, government people arrested. We've had droughts. So this is the return. Only 500 or 400 or 300, whatever you want to call it. But very different from the market.
0: So what's the kind of personal net percentage of net worth which is allocated to equities currently of yours, A, and B is how much is in PMS, Indian PMS?
1: So my money is in the Uh, offshore PMS and the money is larger than the PMS which we have currently so it's big money but here I'm not here to discuss my net worth in that sense but in the offshore fund I am the largest investor and the same stocks are being bought but I will not buy a PMS in India directly a because the fund manager directly buying stocks is a very painful thing whereas we would rather buy a fund and in any case because I'm an NRI so I have it in the same stocks but I have it through a different vehicle, which is our offshore part.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, do you have pre-designed PMS portfolio or making portfolio or making portfolio? So, so there's only are- one
1: guy's portfolio. Yeah. It's only the first first guy's portfolio. Everything else will be copied to it. If a change has to be made, it'll be made to that guy also. Because the whole point I was saying was. Uh, similar experience for investors. So, for example, let's say a fund says that I'll buy 10 stocks and I will not sell because I'm a long term investor or whatever. So, if these 10 stocks are there and one stock is some stock which goes up 100, 200% over, let's say, one year or whatever, and the other stock doesn't, so after some time that 10% weight becomes 15%, let's say, okay, and the other stock has fallen. Now a new investor comes in. So is the new investor to start at 15% or is he to start at 10% or is it that for the new... So we want everybody to be similar after some time. That leads us sometimes to every day. That's why we need a buffer. We are stopping at 7.5 so that if it goes to 9, we can handle it. But let's say it goes to 11, which we won't allow. But the concept is that... For the new guy, you have to think. If it is not worthy for the new guy, it is not worthy for the old guy to hold. Now, sometimes this leads to uh, you're selling for the first guy without because you'd feel uh, not good buying for a new guy. But let me tell you the story of Bajaj Finance. So we bought Bajaj Finance in 2011. And it was we bought 2% because it was from our second group. That it was a new name a new finance company who means finance company was old but effectively new thing they're trying to do and all that and it went up 70 times so if i had never sold it it would have been 15 20 percent or even higher depending on what the other stocks did no we are not running prop money we kept it only at five six percent throughout its life and now we don't have it but we didn't let it go to Whatever it goes to, because the first guy we bought it for him. Sorry, he, we are not running your prop money. We are running a fund. Unfortunately, the structure is of a as if you are we are running for each guy separately. We don't have time to deal with each fellow's life history in that sense. No. It is one product, it is just like in a fund. You know, the weights keep shifting, it will shift. But that is not always unhelpful. So, for example, Z, when I bought in 98. And it went up 100 times. Then from 2000 March to 2000 December, it fell 70%. Okay. But because we are in a fund and we had to sell every time it crosses 10, from 98 to 2000, we sold so much and still it was 10. But it was 10. So when a guy who came in, let's say in December 99 or January 2000, he lost. So am I going to go and tell him, I don't care for you. My first day guy made uh, 90 times on this talk. No, I have to answer him also. So these are the things yes. where you know, you know the, the act of taking profit from that angle is a luxury. We would love that
0: luxury that we are trimming it only because it has gone up so much. So I think more or less most of the questions have been answered a couple of questions that I wanted to ask uh, Sabhi Ji is that whenever you talk to any investor, you know, there's always been a confusion. Large cap lena chahiye, mid cap lena chahiye, small cap lena chahiye. And this debate is always there. You turn on your CNBC and see that the discussion Correct. is going on around that. But you have a multi-cap approach in your PMS. So this
1: answer is that you should take everything, because you don't know which number will come. So in as I said, you are buying in the end because our th- the themes are large-cap-ish. Because if you say consumer, mostly large Tech pharma mostly large And financials, we mostly large companies But consumer, is a little bit small. आजकर, like maybe a little bit in software. So we are about 70% large-cap, 30% small-cap. So we say, if you look at our fund, effectively, people are buying two funds. Because in one fund, the says, I have a high-quality. I high-quality. तो वो हमारा भी 70% उस टाइप का है कोई बोले कि जी मैं मिड कैम लेता हूं मैं ये ट्विस्ट लेता हूं मेरे बढ़ गया हमारा भी बढ़े हैं वही तो मैं कि वो सबके हैं जो चीज लेंगे तो ये because we don't want to be, as we keep saying, we don't want to be a one-cycle wonder. If you look PMS schemes. 2017, I don't know the but you should know So, some companies came from mutual funds, and their fund was over the past. It 2017, was correction. Then in 2019, another came, they said, we have high quality. Then a year, the quality in 2020, mein ayo, kaya, jay, mid-cap. Leta ho. ये तो शॉर्ट टर्म है आप 90 से चलो जब मैं चल रहा हूं हर 3 साल में एक नया वो आता है फेज कभी किसी का फाइनेंशियल ओवरवेट चलता है फिर किसी का अंडरवेट चलता है फिर किसी का चलता है फिर किसी का Competitive with the uh, market. We really? should be not first, we should be top 5, 7, 4, so that aap sa- ke baad wo are first year, second ho jau because of churn at the top. The churn of the top guy is very high in our business.
0: So, a couple of investors had this feedback, Samirji. Last one year, if you look at or one and a half years, particularly in India most of the mid-caps and small-cap companies have participated well and delivered and outperformed the benchmark significantly. Whereas in your PMS, Harkas. you had 70% weightage to large-cap and only 30% mid small. So therefore, Harkas. the gap in terms of returns uh, from any other uh, flexi-cap... No, I no, it mind.
1: is not. No, no, that gap is only because you are seeing my STP investors. Please understand, when PMS Naya Hoga. तो एसटीपी वाले का वेट बहुत हाई हो जाता है आप हमारे फुली इन्वेस्टेड क्या होता है जो नए इन्वेस्टर आए अगर वो एसटीपी के इन्वेस्टर है तो वो कहते हैं कि हमारे को 5 महीने में इन्वेस्ट करो ठीक है सो आप यहां देखो ईयर यह को हटा दो तो so, आप नीचे वाले में देखो कि कैश कितना था हमारे पोर्टफोलियो में नीचे वाले बॉक्स देखो सो इन सितंबर 2020 we had only 75 इन्वेस्टेड but actually, it is not that we were sitting on 25 cash. So from our portfolio side, we were 98.9 and even 100.0, must have been 99.9, if you see in September. So you see the performance at the top. So my fully invested in Western, which is the investing which you are comparing to other guys. We are up 82 get a कोई भी नहीं मिलेगा। लेकिन आप मेरी performance, I don't know, first of all, I have performance, then you are watching combined pool. की. And as I was saying, what happens is, STP investor, fully invest So when the fund becomes bigger or older, the impact of a new STP guy is very less. Because we are invest in the so that that is why you can see from the cash below that <laughs> cash is not my choice so we have beaten nearly everybody which is what we are supposed to do because we are heroes we have done it all our life so it can't be this presentation you so we agree with that hum, nahi kar sakte. but jo ko question yeah yeah suppose
0: you Right now, for example, you are seventy percent in large cap, okay? seventy percent
1: is... small cap mid cap Nain. 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 because mid cap ki large cap को outperform mid cap is a uh, is a not a longer term story. आप uh, longer term 20 साल index को 2 3 percent outperform और larger mid cap Full mid cap fund, you have to do mid cap fund. But you have to do it. Now, you have to do Because that is an add on. That is what we are saying. We are like a core fund. We are not a satellite fund or a super sector mover fund. Ki aap suddenly you have to 30% commodity have to we will not change We have understood that we have to do we have 4 based on the trend and this thing. But it will never ever be the case. The large cap, that means you are expecting that the market will fall effectively. And mid-cap will go. up can to this. This not all
0: as a pms i to koi timing market timing do you believe nahi nahi
1: hamari to problem hai ki hum timing mein nahi karte isliye jab bhi koi log baat karte the hamare sales walon se ki ji kya the stp mein dal do to stp so the fact that we had so much stp because from last year timing so in that first five months, they underperformed because the market has not stopped going up. But since they are fully invested, they are getting like the fully invested guys' return. So this timing, we are not experts and neither is anybody. And if somebody else is, uh, please go there in that sense. But it's very difficult. Nobody knows. Nobody knows these things.
0: Agree, agree. So, no more questions from our end. Sameji, thank you so much for giving Thank you us
1: very much. Thank us. you, everybody.
0: It was pleasure thank speaking you. with you and thank
1: you very great, buddy. lot of
0: learnings from you. So, thank you so okay.
1: much. Okay. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you, everyone. Yeah. In case you have any further questions, you can put a mail to me at vikas at aifms.com. Thank you.